Hello, 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 I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Got In The Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. Today's special guest is Juby Valesios. Juby, seven years ago, saw an unmet need in the IT field that motivated him to start Yellowtail Tech, an ed tech company that caters specifically to those who have no IT background who want to break into the IT industry. Join us today as we talk more about how Juby got started in his company, how the company is doing now, and where they look to take the company in the future. All right, everyone, you are ready to learn more about Juby and the company, Yellowtail Tech? All right, here we go. Thank you, Nikki, for having me today. All right. We are so excited for you to come today and um, grace us with your presence. And we would love to hear a little bit about you, about your company, and kind of just how you got started. So if you can go ahead, you have the floor. Yes. um, So I run a company called Yellowtail Tech. We focus on um, training people with no IT background, break into the industry. So... um, I've been doing this for about eight years. My background is in management and information systems. Uh, I went to the University of Maryland. I'm sure you're familiar with that. You you are right here in Baltimore. So yeah, that's what I do. Um, yeah, that's basically my, uh, my day-to-day activity now is running this company. Okay. Um, so you said you went to school. What got you started in just tech in general? Uh, yes, that's an interesting uh, uh, story. So I started school going for just um, business management. And then I met a friend in New York. I went to New York to visit him. And he said, have you ever heard about management information system? And I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's this new field where you can couple business management and uh, technology. It's, uh, it's, it's a field where you you learn to build and uh, manage businesses that are heavy on technology and i'm like yeah that's interesting and i looked into the, to that and i uh, my my school had a track um and management information system specifically and i decided to jump on it so that's the first uh, when i decided to jump on it uh, it was two weeks after i even heard about management information system but it it sounded Nice. It sounded great, and I didn't want to just go straight into business without having some type of emphasis. Um, so that's that's why I went into management information system. And then, yeah, I ended up um, building a company around that where we are an ed tech company focusing on, 
on training people and helping people break into the industry of IT. Okay, I like that. Um, you know, we are in an age of um, transformation and um, a little, I know a lot of people, I don't know if you've heard of the, what are they calling it? The, the great the great resignation oh, yes. era because <laughs> this is this is the time when people are like you know what i don't want to do this anymore so this is a great opportunity for people who are looking to do something different um what is it like uh so if, if someone wanted to how do you say pivot into this it world how how does your how does what you do kind of fit into that, and how can you help people who may not have a background in IT? Well, uh, first of all, the good news is that's what we focus on specifically. We focus on helping people, building our resources and programs to help people with no IT background. So that's 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 not the problem. That's usually not the concern. The concern usually is are you doing this for the right reasons? And by, by that, I mean, are you just doing this because you wanna have a remote job? Are you just doing this because you hear you might uh, be able to make a lot of money or you have a genuine interest in IT? Or you are willing to, um, to build that, that passion, that interest for the industry? Because I see that a lot of people come in, it's just that uh, they heard that their friend um, double their salary in the, the, the past three years, and they want to do that as well. They don't realize that anything you get into uh, and you don't bring the passion and you don't try to build the passion, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become a burden. And um, that's, that's the biggest risk I see. If it's for the, uh, the actual um, transitioning, we can help with that, but we we also want to warn you and make sure that you come in uh, with the right motivations. Right, I hear so often that people are just like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to make more money, want good money," and and it's like, yeah, it's it's good to make money, but you also have to, like you said, have passion and enjoy what you do. So um, what do you think is the hardest part about this transition into IT? Well, um, one of the hardest part is usually the imposter syndrome that comes with um, transitioning in general. Because now yes. you, you don't feel like the expert uh, you think they expect you to be. So uh, you make up all this story in your head and you don't focus on just being the best you can be now because there are entry level positions there you know you can you can build your your career um you can start from a place where you're not taking on too much and build up your career so a lot of uh what i see is the impo imposter syndrome that comes with trying to transition and um also it's the lack of um time a lot of uh, people i yes. work with are um adults with um, with uh, families, with uh, jobs. So they wanna do it, they kind of commit to it, but they didn't figure out the time to actually put in the work. Because you cannot skate mm -hmm. your way through this. You have to put in real work in terms of studying, in terms of research, 
and um, because you are getting into a new, completely new field, you have to try to immerse yourself as much as possible. And it takes a lot of time to do that. And when most yes, of us don't time. have that, that type of time. Right? Because we're just like, I got kids, I got family, I got a wife, I got a husband. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to be in <laughs> this. But, you know, it's, it's that idea of you make time for what you want. Like, if this is something you're passionate about, you're going to have to find that mm -hmm. that time, you know? Yeah, but also, I don't think people should only look for passion uh, uh, to make that decision. Mm. Because I think passion is can be manufactured, can be built. You, it's a, it's, okay. a, it's a positive feedback loop. You learn something, you get excited, you get good at it, you get passionate about it. The more you learn, the more you know about it, the more you understand it, the more you'll get passionate. So don't, don't hope to just bring passion uh, with you to the process, but you have to be willing to immerse yourself enough to allow yourself to get to that place where you start being passionate about the work you're doing, you see? Mm -hmm. I agree. I like I like that you said that because a lot of times it's like that. Um, um, you know, as a writer, you know, they always say, you know, you, you when you, I'm not motivated, I don't I'm not motivated to to write. If you wait till you're motivated, you're never going to write anything. Yeah. Because it's like that motivation is, you know, sometimes it's not going to come. So you just to hit the ground running and just sit down and write. Yeah. Whether it's good writing or not, you know, just sit down. So, like, for a lot of people, just sitting down and just starting to to go mm -hmm. through the information, yep. you know, that's a, that's a, that's an important thing. So, this idea of imposter syndrome, and for those who don't know imposter syndrome, it can creep up on you at any time. It's just that feeling of you do not feel like the expert that you probably are in your field, Um you, you'd be surprised how many teachers feel that same <laughs> imposter syndrome. Actors, oh, it's like you get to this point where you're just like, I know people feel like I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm supposed to be here and I'm standing in front of you. But sometimes that creep, that fear just kind of creeps up. And sometimes you think they expect you to be an expert where they don't even expect that. Mm -hmm. so you see? Right. So sometimes it's totally in your head that uh, mm -hmm. you should be that expert. You see, it's not necessarily yeah, it's like the, it, the, the, the expectation of the industry. Yeah, it's like that idea you got to be perfect. No one's expecting perfection no. but you, you know. <laughs> we put so much pressure on ourselves to be, to, to be, you know, great at everything that we do. And it's, it's okay to, to kind of try to figure it out along the way. So, um, all right, so let's just say, you know, I'm I'm interested. I've I've looked into it. I'm, you know, a little fascinated about technology. What can I do when I don't necessarily have this technical background? Like, how 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 can I get into your program and you're just like, I'm going to give this person a chance? Yeah, um there are a few prerequisites. Uh although I train although we focus specifically on people uh, with no IT background, you have to have a certain level of um, computer literacy. That's the first thing we need to get out of the Okay. Way. You know, um, mm -hmm. because a lot of people confuse um, computer literacy and um, being an IT guru. What's required is to be able to move around a computer easily, you know, um, 
understand your shortcuts, be comfortable around the keyboard. These are these we cannot help with. These you have to come with. And the rest is to understand that you need to put in work. You need to be able to be coachable. You need to allow us to actually teach you in the way we know best because we've been improving and building our processes for uh, uh, almost eight years. So being coachable is, is, is what's important. And when I say coming in for the right reasons, uh, I also mean just being excited about learning new things, being excited about being challenged are, are the things you have to bring. These are the questions we ask, the, the thing we investigate with you. And uh, once we decide it's indeed a good fit, we choose the program uh, um, with you and uh, you start. So um, the, the process of going in is not difficult. Uh, the process of deciding if it's the right fit, if it's the right time in your life, that's another uh, 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 issue I usually see. It's, uh, it's a good idea for the person, but it's not necessarily the right time in their life where they have the time or they are in the right um, uh, uh, state of mind to actually um, take on a new challenge because right. it's, it's a minimum of a one-year commitment in terms of um, not only going through the program, but going through an internship because we do offer that as part of our program. Um, and going through the process of um, um, career support, all that uh, you have to allot a good um, nine months to a year minimum. So mm -hmm. um, it's not it's not something that can happen overnight. So once you right. have all this uh, figured out and you you feel comfortable with the process, you can. Uh, we would recommend that you enroll. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think is like the most, uh, the common myth behind getting started in, um, in technology and in IT? Um, the, the common myth um, is um, the idea that you need a computer uh, degree or a computer background. You have to have been in school for four years or six years. Mm -hmm. It used to be like that 10 years ago, but uh, more and more, at least in this, in this field, at least in uh, the IT field, a computer degree of any sort is not required. In fact, I, I would argue at least at the entry level where we're trying to uh, uh, help you break into, it's absolutely not required. Because now more and more people, your peers, people who are working with you have degrees in other uh, fields. So they, they, they are mm -hmm. convinced now this is not a good prerequisite to, to even, um, to even ask for. So, yeah, cause I, yeah, I think everybody's just like, oh, I can't do that. I don't have a yeah. degree in computer science. I was like, yeah, at this day and age, you don't need no, it. I mean, you, you just think how technology, we, technology is everywhere, right? We just, we need it because we're rich. It's everything is going so rapidly and so quickly. I was just talking to someone about, um, just how we're just it, uh, the technology is just expanding in terms of, you know, it, it's so funny. I know it's, it's a little off topic, but it's like, uh, you know, when we talk about people are talking about putting chips in a lot of things and it's like, we walk around with a chip 
<laughs> that's listening to us all the time was called our cell phone. We take it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was like the government is following me. Yeah, they do. They know exactly where you are all the time. And you willingly we, we, do we it. We allow it. We willingly allow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We willingly allow it. So, so, um, so yeah, that's the go biggest ahead, go ahead. myth. Uh, and also, there's a statistic uh, I can uh, state. Um, 90% of the people who, who we train have no mm -hmm. IT background, have never gone to school for IT. And also wow. we see um, uh, an inverse correlation between people with IT background and the success rate. So people with no IT background, we have more success with them and helping them. Mm, what? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because they come in uh, with a, with a, a blank slate ready to take it and take it all in. And people with IT background uh, um, come and they question everything, or they think mm, they know yeah. it. Everything. And, that, and uh... when you think you don't, you know it, you don't study. You don't um, put in the extra work necessary to get it to get your knowledge where you're supposed to get it. So there is mm -hmm. that um, half effort that happens when 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 people have IT background. But when they don't, they just come in and they, 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 they go with exactly what we, uh, we know and we tell them is the best way to go about it, you see? So, yeah. I like that because that's, um, that's, uh, it, it's, you're hungry for it and you're, like you said, you're just not gonna just, you know, come in and ask, you know. You think you know it all and I, I it's like that's such the that's such a horrible feeling when everybody comes in like they just they can teach the class that better than you can or they're not open to learning I, um we find that a lot go ahead actually we we don't discourage people with it background but we make sure they understand mm -hmm. our program is designed for people with no it background it's intentionally slower mm -hmm. it has more uh support it's it's designed in a way where we know um, how the person with no IT background would, would, will need more support along the way, and we offer that. Um, so a lot of people with the IT background, they don't need all that hand-holding. They need something faster. They need to, yeah. to understand something very particular to actually just enhance their skill in, in one particular area, you see? So that's why uh, we always make sure they understand that this is a different uh, way of um, of delivering this this uh, this training. Yeah, it's very um, uh, niche, yes. so to speak. Yes. You know. So um, why did you use this particular niche? Yes, that's a good question. In fact, I didn't. I when I got into this business, I thought it would be easier to train people with IT background. We came into mm. this business advertising building and building offering for people with it background because the niche we in is a niche that pays unusually higher than average so we we wanted to just target people that are already in it just help them level up their skills to make more money but our message our training wasn't resonating with people with it background we realized it took me three whole year to realize that I'm having more success with people with no IT background. They are more receptive to what we're offering. And then I decided, I, I, 
I talked to my wife, my wife is uh, the co-founder, and I said, we should just focus on people who actually are uh, receptive to our offering. So that's when we niche down to specifically cater to people with no IT background. And it helped us make something more relevant to uh, a very particular group of people. So uh, yeah, so that's when we, that. we, yeah. we decided to niche to what they call uh, 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 niching down at least twice. We, we are in a mm -hmm. very niche area in IT and we niche down to people with no IT background within the niche. So, yeah. And uh, there's this, this, this range is important now because, uh, you know, we haven't talked about it, but there's, you know, there's the gap between IT talent and all of the jobs that could be available for um, people who, you know, just, you know, don't know that it can be available for them because they don't feel like they fit into that category. Yes. Uh, uh, talking about talent, um, the area of uh, Linux system administration and cloud computing, there are about 50,000 jobs at any given town, uh, day in the, in the U.S. alone that goes unfilled. That's the amount of people we need in the industry. So even if wow. I... Even if I train 10 new people a day and put them on the market, it wouldn't be enough to fill the gap that exists right now in the U.S. And that's only getting bigger, by the way. Mm, yeah, because everything is happening so rapidly. Yeah, and, um, you... and training in general, training uh, is not keeping up. The way we train, the way tra uh, training is funded in the U.S. and all that, it's not, it's just not keeping up with the demand. Mm, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, so because we have all of these jobs right now, um, I'm pretty sure that the, the pandemic kind of, um, I don't know. How, did you, have you noticed that, um, was there ever a change or a shift during the pandemic where more people were, um, I guess, coming into your program because they had this time on their hands? And, and what was that shift like? Oh, yeah. The pandemic has really def uh, redefined how we deliver, how we, how we do business in general. Um, first, we, we went completely online. We had face-to-face um, um, -face classes in Maryland. Now we we shut that down completely uh, for a few reasons. First, it allowed us to serve a bigger market, which is the whole U.S. now. Second, mm -hmm. until the pandemic, I was convinced part of my secret sauce was the face-to-face, -face, which is absolutely false. Ah. And third, <laughs> and third, uh, the market in general is more comfortable with remote learning because at least now I don't have to convince them. They realize this is the future. This is how we collaborate. Mm, this is yeah. how we work. And also this is how we learn. So when someone comes and I tell them my offering is exclusively online, two years ago, uh, I had some explaining to do. Now mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's how things go. You see? Yeah. Zoom was a game changer. Oh yeah. <laughs> For example, oh since, my since the pandemic, we have not helped anyone uh, get a job where they actually had to go 
to the office. Not one. Wow. That is, and that's a game changer, especially when you think about how many people, you know, got laid off and all of this during the pandemic. And then they got to have that time with their families or be at home or some people work from home. And then to say, oh, okay, you guys got to go get back in the office. It's like, but we were fully functioning. I was getting my job done. I was doing it well. I, do I really need to be in the office? Um, it makes you think about that. Yes, but not going to the office has also has its drawbacks. So it's not only mm. great. Uh, it's not only um, upsides. Sometimes um, it um, you need that interaction. You need that break from your home life. Uh, so that's so true. It's it's not all. That's one one warning I usually have everywhere I have a chance to talk about this um, for people. It's not all great. It has a lot of um, good things uh, for it, going for it. More flexibility you get um, to be with your family, but uh, also being isolated. Now you are literally isolated. Um, and people sometimes they need that interaction, not necessarily every day, but they need that interaction with their peers. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I think that maybe that's why a lot of people are looking for companies to go more into a hybrid yes. mode, you know, a hybrid modality, because it's like, let me have let me have some time where I can just work from home. But then also, I don't mind, you know, coming to office a few times a week if I'm allowed that time. Yes. And I think that's where that compromise that wasn't necessarily there before. Yeah, a lot um, of um, a lot of um, employers also mm -hmm. uh, the data is out they weren't sure that um they could uh, keep the productivity of their team at the same level but now they realize mm. that that productivity not only didn't drop but it increased so yeah. so uh that's not even on a, a debate anymore you see so all these that's true. all these things are are making a case for the remote work to to stay around for a while, you see. Mm -hmm. I I I think that's definitely uh, something. Like I said, you know, going backwards is kind of going to be kind of hard now because it's like you've had the taste of it. You're like I, I kind of like being able to, you know, be at home and and eat my lunch there and you know yeah. do things around the house and get stuff done. And, so and um, not only difficult, it's. At, in some uh, situation, it's logistically impossible. And let me explain you what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of companies during the pandemic, there uh, clearly there's the natural rotation of employees. So now they ended mm -hmm. up having to hire people um, that moved, that yeah. um, that are not even in the same um, town or city where the company is. So even if you tell people it's time it's time to get back to the office, some people would rather quit than have to give up mm. their apartment or their house to actually uh, um, get to the office. So now it's it would be a logistical nightmare for for a lot of companies to to have everybody come to the office. You see, so I I mm. think uh, the days of regular office life is 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 behind us.
Yeah, I I I completely agree with that because I, you know, I I don't even remember what that's like to go in every day because um even I'm in a hybrid um in my career field, um you know but I interact with people every day, all day on Zoom. <laughs> I'm on Zoom all day. <laughs> so that Zoom fatigue is real. Um, so now that you have you've established this company, it's been running for some time. What are some things that you wish you would have known when you first started that you've learned over time? <laughs> that I didn't ha- I didn't have to be face to face to deliver results. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good my, one. The, my company would have been probably twice as big by now if if I knew that. <laughs> um, what else? I wish I knew. I wish I knew that um, niching down a little bit more uh, from the get go would would have worked. If I knew that, we would have um, been, you know, have served more people. But in general, mm-hmm. um, nothing that. Um, Nothing that I really regret has happened uh, uh, with the company. Um, since t- uh, 2020, uh, we were lucky to be, uh, we were in the trans- in a transition. As the COVID hit, we were about to transition to a hybrid format where some people would be face-to-face and some people would be online. So we were already equipped to, to, to go online. So Oh, you guys were ahead of it. <laughs> kind of. But I was still not sure. That's why I was going with a hybrid model. Mm. And then COVID hit. I'm like, I prayed on it. And I, I'm like, you know, it's, <laughs> it, 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 not, now it's the time to test it, you know. And, um, and I made the decision to go completely online, never, uh, uh, um, you know, burn the bridges and see what it does. And it worked, you see, so. It really did. It really did. So um, what I see your name of the company is Yellowtail. Tell us a little bit about how you got the name of the company. Oh, that's an interesting story. Um, And I get this question at least once a week. (laughs) Well, you have a very unique name, so you have to you have to have a story behind it. (laughs) Well, um, there's a wine called Yellowtail. It's a um, Australian wine. And it's okay. the wine that um, my wife and I, when we met, when we just met, we realized that we both love this wine. This is the first thing we realized we have in common. So Aww. when we're creating the company, we decided to call it that so we can have something in common to build together. Oh, I love that. I love that. See, that's a good story. You got to leave with that one. That is so cool. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yes. So, um, yo, this has been really interesting and really fascinating. I'm learning a lot about, uh, um, your company and, and just, um, this, it's just this opportunity to, you know, reach so many people. So now that your company has been established and you've been going for a little while, I know you're seeing results. What did it feel like when you started to get those first, um, I guess that first level of feedback coming in and people are now getting the jobs and, 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 and having those moments. What did that feel like for you, um, you know, when it came to starting this overall and, and now hearing back from um, hearing the results of it? Yes. Um, well, that's why I 
went into the business to tell you the truth to start. Um, it's because before formally building this, I was doing this in form of consulting, but very unofficially with uh, family and friends. And I, and I understood what was the potential impact because the, the niche in which, in which we train you, it's something that um, can help people in most cases double their salary. So I mm -hmm. love to see people after they take my training, after they get their first job, they call me and they tell me, thank you. Now I can, uh, I'm able to qualify to get my first home. And this is, love it. this is, I still have cards of people thanking me, um, for things they've been able to accomplish because they were able to go through the program and actually get, uh, um, get, get better salaries to, to achieve things for their family. So. It, it, it's a, it's still a blessing. This is still, and I was telling that to uh, uh, one of my business partner yesterday. Every time I hear someone new gets a job, it renews my energy to keep doing what I'm doing. So that's that. the only thing, literally the only thing that can turn any bad day I have into a good day. Yeah, it's just a, a reminder. A, a new, uh, a new uh, a student getting a job. Yeah, that is just, it's a reminder of why you're doing what you're doing. It's just, uh, it just makes you, you know, you know, teachers talk about that all the time. You know, if you get that one student, you can have a horrible day, but that one student comes back and is like, oh yeah, I just want to thank you. You know, you really changed my life. I'm doing this X, Y, and Z now. And, and then just, that just reminds you that you're impacting people's lives. And so that's amazing. Yeah. Because sometimes, um, you know, it gets hard. There's a lot to do. Things are moving fast. Technology is changing. So we need that reminder to keep us going. Definitely, definitely. All right. So this is the part of the, um, of the uh, I guess, of the episode, <laughs> part of the segment that I, I like to ask just random questions, just a few, just to kind of get a sense of you and and listeners can get a sense of you as well. So, you're in IT. What do you do to relax? Oh, man. <laughs> I go to the beach. I love that. <laughs> Any in particular? <laughs> um, no, as long as it's hot and it's a beach. Mm -hmm. I love going to the beach in general. That's, that's what I, I love doing to relax. Yes. So, I try to... Beaches are nice. Be, you know, uh, especially in the Caribbean. In general, that's 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 my favorite thing to do. I love that. I love that. Um, if you could travel back in time, what time period would you like to visit and why? Oh, man. Oh. Around yeah. the time period of my um, my adolescence, really, you know, um, mm -hmm because there are so many things I would do differently about when I was, um, especially um, my adolescence and also um, my, my teens, uh, because mm -hmm. no one told me until I was very, I was in my mid um, 20s that failure was part of the process or anything worth having, worth doing. So I, I beat mm -hmm. myself a lot when I, when I failed at things 
you know, I didn't do as great as I wanted to do in school. Um, no one told me, you know, sometimes you fail, you just have to keep trying, keep improving. And uh, I wish I, I knew that early. I, if I could go back and tell my younger self that, I think it, it, would, it would be great. I'd be like, don't worry, you're going to be successful. <laughs> Not only that, <laughs> it's, okay. it's part, you know, falling down is part of life mm -hmm. in general. Don't take, don't, yeah. don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, every time you fall down, you can get back up. That's the most important thing. Um, so, one last question. What makes you smile? Oh, man, my daughter's... Uh, when my daughter tell me she, she... Like, today, she told me, I missed you today, Daddy. Uh, so, yeah, that always makes me smile. Yeah. Yeah, gotta love the kids, man. Oh gosh. Well, that is amazing. See, now we got a little bit about you. Oh, that's so special. All right. Well, I just want to thank you, Juby. You have been a great guest, and um, I know it's a different. We're all in different time zones and such. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you have time to spend the rest of the day with your evening with your family. But I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the show. And just I want to thank everyone who's joined and listened. And I just got, want you guys to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. And remember to hit the subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode. And until we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. If not now, then when? <laughs> <laughs>